0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: And welcome, everyone. Good afternoon. And we do invite you to call in to Calvary Live this afternoon. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs, and I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. So glad to be with you on this Monday. And I know it's a little gloomy and perhaps... Those of you listening to Grace FM along the front range, you're experiencing some rain, some snow. So please be careful out there as you're driving. We need the moisture. It's been awfully dry uh, for the last month or so, and that moisture is good. It reminds us that as the Lord sends the rain and the snow, that it is truly a blessing to bless our land. And and uh, we really uh, appreciate it up here Uh, as the winter wheat needs it and needs the moisture. And um, sometimes uh, as we look at things as being an inconvenience uh, in our lives, that really is a blessing that the Lord is sending to us. So be careful out there, and we invite you to call in 303-690-3000. Hey, grab one of those open lines right now, and as soon as the phone rings, I'm going to go right to those uh, lines to the phone's and um not have you wait uh this is your show this is your hour the hour goes by quickly so if you're planning on calling in or like to or been uh, wanting to now's the time to do it we have all open lines right now as you get to call in and ask questions and give your prayer requests we want to go to the word of god together we want to find comfort in the lord together and uh, to be able to encourage one another so Give me a call, 303-690-3000. We have all open lines. Grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Now, somebody told me at church yesterday that the text line, they wanted to text in a question, and so I said the number too fast. So I'm going to say it slowly. The dedicated text line for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request is 720 3-3-6-0-8-9-7. Hey, I'll repeat those numbers throughout the hour, and I would encourage you to put those numbers um, in your contacts. So uh, as you're a regular listener, uh, you can just pull them up. The call-in line 303 690 and the text line is 720 336 I'll repeat those numbers throughout the hour, but welcome again all Grace FM listeners along the front range uh, from Colorado Springs, Fountain, south of Colorado Springs, even some parts of the Pueblo, up into uh, northern Colorado 89.7, southern Wyoming. Uh, welcome all of you. Pray that you're having a great day today. We want to add to your blessing or we want to encourage you in any way that we can So, give me a call here at Calvary Live, 303 690 3000. Also, want to welcome all of the East Coast caller uh, listeners, that is, but call in and uh, on Hope FM and Truth FM. You are a week delayed as you're listening to Calvary Live, but so blessed to be uh, tuned, uh, have you tuned in and uh, to be connected to you. And uh, so, give us a call, you too, anywhere in the country. Those of you, who are online listeners, I know that that audience is growing. Uh, Maybe a low-power station, uh, give me a call at 303-690-3000. We got our first caller, so we're going to go ahead and go to Thornton, where Daniel is on line one. Hi, Daniel.
4: Hello, how are you? Good. Good, God bless you. You too, you're on Calvary
3: Live. Absolutely, thanks for calling.
4: Yeah. Um, So do I just... Explain you, to
3: you go ahead. Me, yeah, you go ahead. What can we do for you? How can we um, encourage you, minister yeah, to you, answer yeah. your questions?
4: So, um I would like a prayer just to um first off to help me with my finances. Um trying to uh keep my home I went through some unfortunate um trials last year that caused me to be in a in um a, a financial hole. Yeah. And um And also, my second question, I was wondering, um, or my other request is to pray uh, to help me um, with my struggles with alcohol. Um, I do love the Lord, and I was um, brought back to Him several about seven years ago. Um, I do help with um, within my church um, sometimes, and um, I still have my struggles with alcohol. And I do a lot for. I've done a lot of works for the Lord, and I've had many conversations and I ask for repentance every day um and I know in the Bible it says that if you believe in the Lord, you know that he died on the cross for your sins, you will have eternal life so yeah. um just little debates that I have like if if i was i'm I'm pretty sure and I know in my heart that I will go to heaven, but i'm thinking I'm just wondering from your point of perspective um you know. Even though the Lord knows my heart, and I've done to when I went out of my way, I've even preached to some people. Um, I've even had my habit right. of praying for other people when I was really bad in my alcohol. And yeah. um, my question is, if if something unfortunate was to happen, would I still enter the gates of heaven?
3: You, you know, and here's the thing, you know, Daniel, because you're on the right track, and um of we come to salvation the doctrine of justification is we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus in other words that as we come in faith recognizing i'm a sinner jesus you died for my sins i surrender my life to you then we are saved our salvation isn't based on our performance and that's where we can really struggle because we still even though we're born again by the Spirit of God, we still have this battle, don't we? And you're describing that battle. You're describing that battle with alcohol. We have battles in the flesh. It, for other people, it may be something completely different. It may be anger with other people. It may be lust, um, uh, and it may be uh, some. You know, it may be drugs of some sort. Whatever the case may be. And as you just continue to look to the Lord, I think it's really important that you know that you have the assurance that you belong to the Lord because the enemy comes along and he's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night. And he tells you, Daniel, you're not saved. You're not good enough. You don't perform well enough. You failed again. And the, and, that just discourages us. And I think that the reason I'm mentioning this, Daniel, is because there's probably people listening right now to this program that maybe they don't struggle with alcohol, but they struggle with an attitude, they struggle with anger, they struggle with unforgiveness. And, and and then they begin to think, maybe I'm not saved. So I want people to make sure that they have that you know assurance that I am saved, I belong to Him. But as that is said, then there there is that sanctification that the lord is working in our lives and, and that's what we're going to pray for you that that you know that the lord will just touch your heart give you the power to be free from alcohol and there are things to do to re- renew your mind with the word of god to stay close to god's people you know jesus said that if your hand causes you to sin, to cut it off, and he's not talking about bodily mutilation he's talking about if there's something that's causing you to sin then deal with it deal with it radically don't go to those places that cause you to stumble you know get rid of the alcohol those those times of temptations and to say that as even as Romans chapter six uh, declares Paul says that we reckon it to be so that we yield our bodies over as an instrument of righteousness so so be secure in your salvation, but also know that the Lord has the power to be able to free you day by day, moment by moment. Keep going to Him. Be in fellowship with other believers. Keep soaking in the Word of God in your mind, Uh, washing yourself with the water of the Word, renewing your mind. Keep growing in the Lord. And as you keep your focus on Him, all those things that have a grip on your life begin to lose its grip. and, And um, it's a process, and sometimes it's a long process, longer than we want. And so I just want to encourage you in that, Daniel. The Lord loves you. He wants to give you victory, and he wants you to have victory over that. So, Father, I pray for Daniel. I just pray that, uh, first of all, that he 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 is honest enough to call and to say, I, I still struggle with alcohol. And um, I pray that you would just help him free him from it and uh lord when the temptation comes and the desire comes and um the addiction begins to to want to take over once again but lord that you would free him and and that you would just take that desire away from um alcohol uh, anything else that would cause him uh to uh go down that path take away those temptations lord I pray that you would just give him the assurance in his heart and in his mind that he belongs to you that you are an almighty god that can work in any area of our lives you love him and i pray that you bless him and and that he be in um, courage and and continue to grow in your word and in your love free him touch him minister to him in, in this battle that he's in and uh to really uh, know that you desire to do that work, and I pray that he would have victory over this and be freed from it in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you so God much for you. taking the call.
3: Hey, Daniel, and let me pray. Father, I just pray for finances for Daniel. He, You care about our finances, and so just help him. You know, Just help him um, get all this sorted out, and I pray that you provide for his needs, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Thank brother, so keep much. listening, okay? Don't Thank you. Stay close to the Lord. He's going to uh-huh. give you victory. Okay? All right. Thank you. God bless you. You bet. Absolutely. All right. When somebody hangs up, we got an open line, 303-690-3000. You know, we, we can struggle in, in the flesh, and it's difficult and it's hard, but please remember that the Lord wants to do a work of holiness, a work of the Spirit in your life to free you from those things, and it is every day just surrender and coming to Him and keep growing in the Word of God. Renew your mind with the Word of God and um, and just desiring to 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 draw close to the Lord because He wants that. He wants to free you. He wants to work that holiness in you. So we're here to pray for you and encourage you in any way that we can. But hey, we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, the call-in line. So you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs here on this Monday. And so I invite you to call in, and uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. In the meantime, we're going to go to Karina in Severance, Colorado. Karina? Yes? How are you?
5: Hi, good. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. How can we minister to you?
5: Um, I was calling, um, hoping to get uh, some prayers and um, more support, Um uh, in twenty eighteen I was diagnosed with um breast cancer and um my my voice is getting shaky right now just talking about it but um oh, I, know. Oh. I um came out of it okay by the grace of God. He healed me. I went through um surgery and um chemotherapy and radiation and all of that. And so 2019 was my first year um, being cancer-free, and, um, but I do have to continue mon- my monitoring because I was considered okay. high-risk. Every six months, I have to go in and, and alternate either a mammogram or an MRI, and it just brings back those feelings of anxiety yes. every time I have to go back to the doctor for these checkups, or I get a phone call from that doctor about my test results.
3: Yeah. Absolutely, and and I can understand. I can't begin to understand what you've been through with all the chemo and the the treatments and then being cancer-free, and so we're going to pray for you. But I I do know this, that, you know, here's the hard part, Karina. We can trust in the Lord, but sometimes it's a little difficult to rest. And um, I know for me um, that I I can get anxious. Um, I can get... um, Wonder, Lord, you know, am I really going to be cancer-free? I got this test. What's going to happen? Um, and we can trust in Him, and we can also rest in Him. And He says to us in the Book of Philippians, "Be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God." And the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I know that that you're anxious right now but you just keep going to the Lord. We're going to pray with you right now, and I'm going to continue to pray with you as I have this prayer journal that I have right now for those who have called in. And, um, and as you do, with thanksgiving, giving thanks that, Lord, you've worked, you got me through this, that somehow he's going to give you a peace that passes understanding. And there's some things that we go through life that we don't understand why I went through this, or, Lord, why I'm facing this, or, or whatever the case may be. But he wants to give you a peace that passes understanding. And he wants to just fill your heart with comfort because he's the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations. And um, he desires to just give you a joy unspeakable. And so, Father, I do pray for uh, Karina as she's gone through so much in 2018 with uh, breast cancer and surgery and chemo and uh, all the treatments. But, Lord, she's cancer-free. And I pray that you keep all those cancer cells away. Um, And as she goes in for a checkup, and she's going to have to do that for, you know, not just this time, but other times as well, that she would just get a good report. And Lord, that she trusts you and she asks for prayer because she knows you love her. And Lord, that as she comes, she's thankful. I know she is for you bringing her through this difficult time and, and through the battle that she's gone through that so many of us cannot understand. But Lord, you do, because you know everything about her. And Lord, you know her heart. And Father, I pray that you comfort her heart right now. And Lord, that you give her peace that passes understanding. And Lord, that she would just rest in your love. And Lord, that she's in your hands. And and that father that she would just have that assurance and lord that she would have the support of brothers and sisters around her and uh, her family and and lord i just pray that you would bless her in every way and so i lift her up to you in jesus name amen amen
5: thank you so hey. much
3: hey karina you stay in touch yeah. okay you stay I in will. Touch. thank you and i'll mm-hmm. be bye. all right
5: thank you so much. (laughs) Bye-bye. Absolutely. You too. Bye-bye. God bless.
3: You too. Have a good evening. There may be some of you listening out there that you're struggling. You're, you know, you're, you're afflicted physically, maybe emotionally, spiritually. We're here to pray with you and encourage you. And, and, um, there's always hope in Jesus and he cares for us. And, You know, Paul said something that I just, and we're going to go right back to the phone lines here because I know there's a couple waiting. we got one open line. Uh, But um, I I think it's important for us to understand that Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, and and this means a lot to me, that what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And he goes on and he says, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, uh, distress, persecution, famine and and sometimes when we go through a tr- you know trial or we're persecuted or we go through famine or distress in our lives we think that the lord has withdrawn his love and he has it there's nothing that will separate his love that he has for you and so he loves you and and to rest in this love and to look to him for that peace and that joy unspeakable the peace that passes understanding and We're here to pray for you and encourage you any way that we can. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Fort Collins, where Sarah's on line one. Sarah? Yes? You're on Calvary Live.
6: Hi there. My daughter, Grace, wanted to call and ask for um, a special prayer for healing for a condition that she has where her bones are malaligned and her pelvic and um, her fibulas and tibula um, create a condition where it's extremely painful for her to walk.
3: Oh, bless her heart. Bless her heart. Is she listening?
6: extremely painful for oh. her to walk. Well, Grace is here now, and she can say hi.
3: Can she say hi? I'd like to say hi to her. Grace? Hi. I I'm so sorry that, that you have pain and you're going through this, but I want you to know that the Lord loves you, and we're going to pray for you, okay? Yeah. I'm so glad that you called, and there's going to be a lot of other people okay. right now all over the country that are going to be praying for you, so we're going to do that right now. Are you ready? Yeah. Father, I pray for this precious precious young girl her name is grace and lord we know that you're the god of grace and i just pray that you would touch her that you would just minister to her that you would bring healing to her lord if she has this condition in her bones you know exactly what's going on but you're the one that is the all-powerful awesome god that can do anything and i pray that you're touch her body make her stronger bring healing take the pain away lord i thank you for her courage for an eight-year-old girl to go through this and i thank you for her heart that she as a young girl knows that you care for her and that she can come to you to the throne of grace in time of need so we pray for your comfort your encouragement to her that you would show yourself strong in her behalf i pray for her mom. I pray for Sarah. I pray for her family that you give them strength and encouragement as they minister to her. And Lord, just be with everyone linked to her life, the doctors, everyone that's treating her. Lord, I just pray that they would see you working in a powerful way. But I pray more than anything that grace would perceive your presence and just grow in your comfort and love for her and i pray that you would bless her and that you would heal and that you would strengthen in every way in jesus name amen
6: amen amen
3: god bless you grace
6: thank you
3: thank you for calling me sarah
6: thank you so much you made her day and she definitely believes in god and funny thing is is she was the one who wanted me to call so she already has god somewhere special in her heart and she definitely believes in him so we just really it warms my heart to hear your prayer and everyone out there who's praying for her and she's doing her physical therapy activities Mm -hmm. so hopefully through god she's healed
3: amen amen god bless you Sarah. keep in touch with us will you please All right. God bless you. I'll tell you, it warms my heart. Um, I love it when children um, call when they have questions. But for Grace to call in and uh, want prayer, that just, uh, wow. It's a privilege, absolute privilege uh, for us to pray for her. So Sarah, will be praying for you as well. Hey, 303-690-3000. I think we got a couple open lines, but we're going to continue on the phone lines. Thank you so much for calling in. Let me give you that text number again if you want to text in a question or a prayer request, 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. And let's see, let's go to Boulder where Dave's on line three. Hi, Dave.
2: Blessings, yeah.
3: Yeah, you're on Calvary Live.
7: Hey, blessings. How you doing? Uh, uh are you familiar with the book of Daniel and the prophecies in the book of Daniel and interpreting those prophecies and well, in
2: Revelations some, and how Daniel and Revelations go together. Have you heard that
3: or Yeah, I've I've read it a few times. There's a lot of prophecies that are there. Do you got one in uh in mind that you got a question or uh, it was
7: one that came up on a computer social media discussion. I think it's about the
2: 72 weeks or something. Is that chapter 9 in the book of Daniel? I'm not sure. I don't have my Bible right here.
3: Yeah, there's a prophecy in Daniel chapter 9. It's called the 70 weeks of Daniel. It's a very important prophecy because what's happening is Daniel's is often captivity. And, um, and I'm going to try to, uh, to kind of sum this up before we go to break, Dave. But he's the 70 years of captivity in Babylon are just about over. So he's praying, and all of a sudden Gabriel shows up, uh, an angel, and says, Daniel, I come to give you understanding not about 70 years, but about 70 weeks. Now that word week is a term for seven years, just like when we say the word decade, we know it means a period of 10 years. But for 70 weeks are determined for your people, Daniel, and your holy city. Who was Daniel's people? Is was the Jews. Holy city was Jerusalem. Jerusalem had laid in rubble because Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had come in and destroyed Jerusalem in 586 B.C. So he says, 70 periods of seven years are determined for your people and for your holy city. And he begins to, to um, give this prophecy. He says, Know therefore and understand that the going forth of the command to rebuild and restore Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince is going to be seven weeks and 62 weeks, or 69 periods of seven years. And the streets shall be built again, and the wall even in troublesome times. So in Nehemiah chapter 2, Nehemiah the cupbearer goes to King Artaxerxes, asked that he could go back and rebuild the wall around Jerusalem. That happened in 445 B.C., And so the prophecy is that there would be 69 weeks or 483 years or 173,880 days using a 360-day calendar until coming to Messiah the Prince. And there have been those who have done the calculations. They come out to April 32 AD, 33 AD is some of the calculations. But it's when Jesus would come riding into Jerusalem And uh, on the back of a donkey, the people were crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because he said, You did not know the day of your visitation. Amazing, amazing, amazing prophecy that Jesus fulfilled to the letter. But there's 70 weeks. There's still a seven-year period that we see that it shall be confirmed with a covenant with many for one week. The beginning of it is going to be this one called the Antichrist, is going to make a covenant with Israel for one week or seven years, and in the middle of the week, he's going to bring an end to sacrifice and offering. On the wings of abomination shall be one who makes desolate. It's called the abomination of desolation that will take place in the middle of the seven-year period. Revelations chapter six through nineteen speak of that seven-year period that we call the tribulation period. It's more formally known as Daniel's seventieth week. So that's the 70 weeks of Daniel that is given to us in Daniel chapter 9. Does that help out, Dave?
7: Thank you very much. That's great.
3: It's an amazing prophecy, Dave. And here's the important thing. When you study end-time prophecy, the timetable the, the you know it has to fit into this outline. So there's still a seven-year period where God is focusing on who, Daniel your people and your holy city Jerusalem so there's going to be a focus on Israel and that's why I believe that the church that will be raptured taken out before the tribulation period but as you read those chapters in chapter 6 through 19 that's speaking of Daniel's 70th week where the Antichrist comes on the scene and then uh, halfway through he will go into the rebuilt temple according to 2nd Thessalonians chapter 2 and that he will proclaim himself as God, to be worshipped as God, and then he's going to go after the Jews who will reject him, and then also he will go after the tribulation saints. And during this time, you have the seven seals, the seven trumpets, the seven bull judgments, all kinds of things are taking place. So Daniel, here's the thing, Dave, Daniel's called the forerunner to the book of Revelation. So get a good study on the book of Daniel, and, um, and then you'll understand the book of Revelation, what's going on there a lot better. Okay?
7: Blessings. Thank you so much. I'm a student of the prophets and trying to understand Good. the prophecies and then learning the Messianic Absolutely. prophecies okay. concerning Christ and then the future. So. Okay,
3: Dave, we got to go. Thanks for calling. Keep studying. God hey, bless. we'll be right back. God bless you. We'll be Blessing right back. You. Bye-bye. And we'll be back right after this break.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. We had a busy first half of the show with lots of callers and prayer requests and questions. Hey, uh, Dave, uh, if you're still listening from Boulder, uh, we kind of got hit with the break, but I just wanted to encourage you to keep studying. Uh, Daniel, Revelation, the prophecies is very needed, and uh, I would encourage you. I just did a study in the book of Revelation, Dave, on our website uh, that we just finished in November. 11 months going through the book of Revelation, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. So Dave, go on our website, org. You can pull up those teachings. Plus, I did a prophecy update on New Year's Eve, and I did a prophecy update on the first Wednesday when things uh, of the year uh, when things were heating up. I believe that was on um, the... 7th of January. So pull up those teachings, Dave, but study, get some good materials, and uh, you can get on our website for the study of the Book of Revelation. And um, and hopefully, if you got any questions, you can give me a call back, so, or call us here on Calvary Live. Hey, welcome back again for the second half of the show. Um, and I think that we have an open line, 303-690-3000. We're going to go to phone lines back um, and just... Uh, a minute Uh, but i wanted to let you know that we are in the book of jeremiah on wednesday night so come join us at seven o'clock here at the church and uh, jeremiah is the weeping prophet because he's speaking to a nation that is dying and it's so relevant for us today and what we're seeing going on in our nation and around us and he even speaks to the religious leaders that were given false prophecy and teaching and hope and um, we can see some of that in the church today we want to um, study carefully and, and um, I think you'll be tremendously blessed. We've got a place for all the kids and the youth groups meet and come worship with us and study God's Word in Jeremiah. And then we're also in Second Timothy on Sunday morning on 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock. Love to meet you and your family, but um, check us out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. And so let us go back to, I'm looking at my screen Uh, Let's go ahead and go to Michelle and Eaton. Hi, Michelle. Hi.
1: Hi. How are we doing? Thanks for calling in. I'm
3: good. What
1: can we do for you? So, basically, for the past couple of years, um, my mom passed away, and uh, I had three other deaths uh, last year that were really close. And um, my daughter's. the dad's side of the family has been after her to take her. Um, and so I've surpassed everything with flying colors and prayer and everything, and they closed all these fictitious cases on me. They just keep lying, and they keep coming, like, how many times do I have to prove to you I'm a good person, you know? Mm. And it gets really... um brings it down sometimes. And so they finally came last week, and they took my daughter. And they have no proof. They have nothing. They want me to jump through all these hoops. And I talked to my daughter, and I told her that he doesn't give us anything more that we can bear. And no matter what happens, it always works out for his glory. So Mm -hmm. if she could just hold tight with me. But it's Mm -hmm. been a while because there's work schedules and you know
3: right the secular
1: world that you know keeps popping you know, up and I just want mm-hmm. her to know that we love her
3: you know Michelle one of the things I can't I can't begin to understand what you've been through you've been through a lot of loss you've been and you're going through the process of grieving it's a very painful process that we go through and and that's weighing on you and now with um, and I'm assuming when you say they uh, take my children, social services, um, whatever the case may be. But, but here's the thing where I want to encourage you, Michelle. You be in a place of prayer because the Heavenly Father, he, he knows your situation. He sees you. And it's very hard to go through this, especially when you're going through that process of grieving and being overwhelmed. And it was at that time that David, he was dealing with his family in Psalm 61 with his son, Mm -hmm. and his son was away, and he was overwhelmed. He says this, They hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. And from the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings." He sees what's going on. He knows. And I bet you probably feel like you're at the end of your world right now. And what the Lord is saying is you keep crying out to him. You look to him. And you allow him to be the shelter that you need and the um, the strength that you need. And he's the rock. Set your feet upon that. And you need the support. You need prayer. Uh, you need others praying for you. Um, and the well, so I God, called in yeah to help you um, because you're on a difficult, difficult journey right now. I don't know all the circumstances, but the Lord does care for you, and He does hear you, and you know jeremiah chapter twenty nine in the Old Testament it says that when we call him that He will hear, and that when we draw close um that that he responds to that. So we're going to do that right now. And I'm so sorry for your losses um, and for your difficulty, your pain, and what you're going through um, with your children. And Father, I pray for Michelle. I just pray that you would um, just bring comfort to her. And Lord, that you would just minister to her and bring her wisdom, Lord. And Father, um, you know everything that's going on. So Lord, I just pray that you would Um, provide for her in every way that lord that um, she um, is grieving not only the loss the death of family members but also the taking away uh, of her daughter and so lord i just pray you would work um, to where um, you would work for good that you would work in a way that um, you would show yourself strong on behalf of this family that lord there would be those that would come in and be able to help her whatever she needs in practical ways, but Lord, you ultimately are her help, and you be a shelter for her, you be a strong tower, and Lord, that she would know that as her heart is overwhelmed, that she can call out to you and cry to you, so Lord, give her wisdom, strength, and comfort, work in her life right now, um bring in bringing restoration and and provision in every way uh, and I pray this in Jesus name, amen. amen. Okay, Michelle? Thank you. I'm st- yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll be praying, all right?
1: Thank you. And okay, have a blessed absolutely.
3: night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. <sighs> Difficult situations. Um, let's, you know, we got a couple open lines and uh, we want to pray with you and um, we want to encourage you. We want to bring you the comfort of God's word to you. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in line, um, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. I think we have a couple open lines. we got plenty of time in the show, so if you've been wanting to call on this Monday, uh, give me a call. And and, uh, and this is, as I said, your guys' show, uh, the listener's show. I'd love to hear from you guys out east uh, listening in on Hope FM or Truth FM. You too can call, or if you're listening online, Anywhere in the country at that call-in number that I just gave to you, and uh, and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So in the meantime, though, let's go to uh, Rob. Hi, Rob.
2: Hey, Pastor. How are you doing?
3: I'm all right. You're on Calvary Live.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, let me shut that off. Um, I, first of all, I appreciate you taking my call. Um Absolutely. I listen to Grace FM every day when I'm driving to work and back, and I love the messages that are on there. And the reason I'm calling, um, I'm going to try and make a long story short, but um, my wife and I have been married for about seven years. And when we first got married, um, things were good for about eight months. And then after the first eight months, um, we got in our first fight, and it actually – turned physical um on her side and it completely caught me off guard and for the last seven years things have kind of just been steadily declining i guess if you will and Mm -hmm. um i've been a believer for about 12 years now and if it wasn't for god i who knows where i'd be right now so i i try to live my life every day for him and um the reason I'm calling is because it's gotten to a point where I've kind of lost the desire to put effort um, into my marriage anymore. Um, I, I just feel defeated all the time, and we had a conversation a week ago, and you know we tried to lay our hearts out on the line and everything, and just lay the truth out there and you know, I I basically told her, I want to live our lives where God is the center. I want to raise my kids that I had before I got married. I want to raise them, but in the ways of God, I want our relationship to go the ways that God wants us to have our marriage. And she basically told me flat out, I will never be that for you. And I don't want that. And I'm at a point right now where I don't want to give up, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know what to do. I mean,
3: yeah, you're you're that, in a it's a hard place to be in, Rob. And th- here's the thing that that you're in a place of prayer, and the enemy wants you to give up. So you're in a place of prayer, and you can't change your wife. You can't change her heart. But the Lord can and that's why prayer is so very important see and and the thing is you're in a place of waiting on the Lord you're on a place of um, uh, doing the best that you can to move forward and being a man of God that he wants you to be and a father he wants you to be and the husband that he wants you to be but it is God's desire that that you know you guys allow him to bring that that restoration forgiveness and it takes two people to do that. I understand that. But wait on the Lord. Don't give up, okay? You be in prayer, and you pray constantly for your wife. And, and then also, it's going to be very important, Robin. I know in a five-minute conversation on the radio, um, there's a lot there, and there's a lot there that I don't know. But it's important for you to have the support from other brothers and sisters. Hopefully, you're in fellowship somewhere, uh, particularly with a brother, um, a group of uh, you know brothers that can encourage you, support you to be in a church where not only you are being fed and encouraged in the Word of God, but your wife as well, where you guys can get counseling. Maybe you've done that over these years, but it's critical for that to happen where healing can come in and restoration to do those things, because if she's isolated and you're isolated— man that's a tactic of the enemy. He wants to isolate you guys. He he wants you to feel discouraged and down and and you need that support. You you need prayer, you need the word, you need to have godly counsel and um and to take it day by day. But God can and he desires to do that that work in your marriage. But don't give up. And to really have the, you know, sh- you said that she doesn't want that to pray where she gets to the point of you know, we need to be going to church together. We need to get some counseling together. Like I said, I don't know if you've been through that or not. But to any two people that humble themselves and say, Lord, we want you to work, he is more than willing to step into that situation to bring the healing and restoration and and things that need to be done in that marriage because he wants to do that. And I hope that's an encouragement to you. When there seems yeah. hopeless... He's the one that brings hope, and He's yeah. the one that can work and work a miracle. But, but you're in a place right now just praying and seeking and, and talking with her and just saying, you know what, um, and it may be just saying, I, I, I want to be the husband, I want to be the father that God wants me to be. I want to serve you and love you as Christ loves the church, and I know I need the Lord to do that, but we need Him to save this marriage. And that's what I'm going to pray for you, you and, and for your wife. So, Lord, I pray for Rob. I can't begin to understand what he's been through, uh, how difficult it has been, even where it's gotten physical. And I pray that, uh, Lord, that there would be a coming together, a humbling and coming to you, and, Lord, just um, receiving godly counsel, that you would bring, Lord, just forgiveness and restoration and healing in this marriage I pray for Rob that you would help him right now be strong and stand in the gap for his marriage and pray and and seek. And Lord, be praying for his wife. I pray that you would touch her heart. You know her. You know everything about her. And Lord, that you would just minister to her heart and open her eyes and bring her to to the Lord to the point of wanting to call out on you for help and and surrender um in their marriage and as uh, a woman of God, Lord, I just pray that you would show yourself strong on their behalf, Lord, and work, and that Rob wouldn't give up, that he look to you and be completely submitted and surrendered to you, and Lord, knowing that you want to do this work in their marriage, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank pray. you. I'll be praying, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, three zero three six nine zero three thousand. You may be out there listening, going through a difficult time in your marriage. The Lord wants to bring healing. He He wants to work, and um, and pray. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your marriage. Be in fellowship. Be supported. You know, ladies, um, uh, by sisters in the Lord. Uh, you guys, brothers in the Lord. Get godly counsel. Be in a place where you can be supported, knowing that. God wants to work through the challenges and the difficulties and the pain. Uh, he wants to bless our marriages. So I just want to encourage you in that, even in times where it seems impossible. And, and I, I know many, even that have gone here, that it seemed like their marriage was uh, over and, and no way. And God brought healing. He brought restoration um and it, there was a coming to him and allowing him to do that so hey we got a couple open lines 303-690-3000 let's go to jose and Greeley. jose
7: yes sir how are,
3: how are you there, you're on cover- you good man how are you
7: doing good pastor thank you i was just wondering brother because uh um, my nephew visited this church where i'm pretty sure you're familiar they only believe in uh, Jesus baptism, and he was talking to me about how the pastor treats the brothers and the sisters and how he acts with them and I was just telling my nephew that like i don 't know what happens there, but I just wanted your opinion like what happens to people like that brother like because he was telling me that um a few brothers and sisters left the church and he's all like oh if any sister or brothers are talking to those brothers that left like oh you're not going to be part of this church i don't need you guys to come back and he was also telling me like yeah he he expects everybody like wear certain clothes and and not wear makeup and not wear your mustache and all this stuff and not to have certain things, and then he was telling me that they went and visited him at his house, and he has this big old mansion with a bunch of cars, guns, and and an elevator in his house, and all this stuff, and I was like, well, that don't seem right to me, nephew. I go, the Word of God (laughs) says that by their fruits you shall know them. So if he's expecting the Church to be a certain way, and he's a different way, like he's being a hypocrite, and he's not necessarily really being a servant of God, I go, but I don't know exactly, I don't want to prejudge, but... My question yeah. to you, brother: What so? What happens there, brother? Like when there's a leader well, like that?
3: They're 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 you know the Bible very dominant. Process, yeah, very dominant, and yes. And what it reminds me of is in Third John, you know, a little epistle. It's only fourteen verses um, yes. in Third John, and there's a guy there as John was called the Apostle of Love, and in Third John. He's talking about somebody, um, he says, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephus, who loves to have preeminence among them, does not receive us. So he's talking about this guy who just loves to have preeminence over people. He's hard, uh, therefore I will come when I call to mind his deeds, which he does, pratting against us with malicious words, not content with that. He himself does not receive the brethren, forbids those who wish to, putting them out of the church um, it's, it sounds like a diatrophase, you know, having a preeminence over people, you know, you can just leave the church, uh, taking advantage of the Christians. Paul was writing to his his second going on and that's yeah. what well, that's why my
7: question continues like so what happens to a leader like that, brother?
3: Even if they're preaching
7: the truth and everything.
3: Yeah, and the thing is, is you know, God is gonna deal with them. And, okay. you know, James says that many of you desire to be teachers because you will be held at a stricter judgment. But unfortunately, there are those who who rule over the people with a heavy hand. Paul was dealing with those in the, cor- the Corinthian uh-huh. church. There were, guys that, there were guys coming along. They were saying, we're the most eminent apostles. Don't listen to Paul the Apostle, you know, um, and listen to us. And they were ruling the people with a heavy hand. And Paul says, you put up with them. They were even punching the people in the face. And Paul says, you put up with it. And he says, we're here to serve you. And and Paul talks about his ministry in 2 Corinthians. And he, he talks about how we're here to serve you. We didn't peddle the Word of God. We took nothing from you. We're here to be helpers of your joy. So it's important for for all of us that as we read the New Testament, what it means to be a shepherd and it is one that is serving the people. Jesus said, if you want to be great in the kingdom, be the servant of all. It is one that is loving the people. It is one feeding the sheep, not beating the sheep. Those are f- terrible examples of a shepherd that rules with a heavy hand. And we're not to have preeminence over the people. We're to be helpers of their joy. And, um, and so it's unfortunate that they get away with that. It, it, it upsets me when I hear it. Um, but unfortunately, people get under the spell of those guys. And listen, anyone listening out there, that a good shepherd is going to be feeding the sheep, loving the sheep, being a servant to the people, not having preeminence over them, not, you know, ripping them off. But unfortunately, there are those who do that. So it's, you know, and God will deal with them and he will judge them. But um, I just want to tell the people to run, get out of there. And get to a church where they have caring pastors and shepherds for them. So sorry, Jose, that you know you saw that, that. you heard me. that. Go ahead.
7: I go. You need a, You just. I told my nephew, you just need to leave that place and leave it alone, nephew. And you know what? May the Lord have mercy on that pastor, because you know what? Those are God's people, and I. I don't yeah. doubt that there's people in there that really love God, because he's all like, oh, yeah, you put even feel the holy. He's all like, you could even feel the Holy Spirit. You could feel the presence of God there. Real special. I go, well, yeah, obviously, nephew, because there's people that really love God there. And they're just being obedient to the Word of God. But he's taking advantage of the fact that they truly love God. And so they're willing to go above and beyond for him because they look at him as their leader. So they're like, oh, we got to take care of him. But it's wrong because he's taking advantage of them.
3: Unfortunate. It really is. And the people do love. And they're... They're God's people, and um, and they belong to Him. You know, Paul, when he was talking to the Ephesian elders, he said, "Shepherd the people of God, which He purchased with His blood." It's His church, it's His people, and we have an awesome responsibility. So, Jose, sorry, sorry that you see that, but try to encourage him, try to love him, your you know uh, your nephew, and and um, and try to get him in a place where he's going to be loved and fed and cared for. So. Thanks for calling. Blessings, man. Hey, brother, right. can you
7: just really do a quick prayer for all of us and Abs- uh, all those brothers and sisters that are actually living through that and so that the Lord just yeah, strengthen absolutely. them. And you know what? So the Lord convict those kind of people, please.
3: You bet, you bet Jose. Thank you, brother. Right. You know this church. You know the pastor. You know all that's going on. And, Lord, I just pray that eyes would be open. You protect your sheep. And, Lord, if there's preeminence, there's dominance, there's heavy-handedness, there's ripping the people off, that you protect those who love you. Uh, They belong to you. And Lord, that you would just deal with the situation. Be with Jose as he ministers to his nephew, to others, um, Lord, and giving them um, what really what your word says about a shepherd who shepherds his people with love, caring, uh, serving, uh, feeding, um, with tenderness and long-suffering. Lord, I just pray that you would just bring that um, blessing to those people somehow, some way, um, and not the the heavy handedness. And um, so, Lord, you work in this situation in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you very much, Thanks, Pastor. Pastor. Have a good day. You, you too, brother. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, it's very un, un you know fortunate to hear things like that. But in the meantime, while we got a little bit of time, let's go to Karen. She's calling from um, Washington. Karen?
7: Oh, P G, Prince George. P G not too far from Washington. Prince George County. Um, I was in Sunday school and we had uh just a little subject about the tabernacle and I didn't get an opportunity to talk to the, the minister to ask a question. But let me ask okay. you about the ask about the tabernacle. There was an okay. outer court, an inner court, and then the holy of holies, correct?
3: Right. Now correct.
7: right, okay. So the priest can only go in the holy of holies,
3: right? No, no, the priest. If you, the outer court is where they had the 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 altar and they had the the brazen where they the priest would wash their hands. If you are of the twelve tribes of Israel, you could come into the outer court and bring your sacrifice. Then the outer sanctuary or the holy place where they had the menorah, the altar of incense, and the shewbread table. Only the priests could go in there, and they had certain duties. They would fill up the bowls of the menorah, change the bread, uh, burn incense. And then behind the veil was the Holy of Holies, the inner sanctuary. Only the high priest was allowed to go in there once a year on the Day of Atonement, as Leviticus chapter 16, Mm -hmm. to sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat to make atonement for the nation. So only the high priest was allowed to go behind the veil once a year for a short time, after he did elaborate washings and cleansings to make atonement for the nation. So, you know, the book of Hebrews talks about the the, the, the problem with the Old Testament it didn't bring people into the presence of the Lord. Only the high priest was able to come into the presence. When you read Matthew's Gospel, when Jesus died on the cross, it says that the veil rent in half that separated the mm-hmm. holy yeah. place from the most holy place. And you know what God was declaring in that? No, well, what he was was. He was declaring open house and he was declaring now come into my presence because hebrews then goes on to say that now we can come into the holy of holies with confidence that is into the presence of god because of the blood of jesus christ and if Aaron, the high priest, was reading that in the Old Testament, or one of the high priests, they would be absolutely amazed. You mean that you Christians, because of what Jesus did on the cross, that you can come into the Holy of Holies, which was where the tangible presence of God was, and you can come in any time you want. You can stay as long as you want, and you can do it as many times as you want. It's an incredible oh. truth that we have on this side of the cross. and you see, So that
7: was a foreshadow of... The, yeah. The word,
1: okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: It it it, it mm-hmm. was just and it and if you read the book of Hebrews, it says that that was the the problem with the old covenant It didn't bring the people into it. Only the high priest could go in on mm-hmm. one day a year. And it was an awesome thing to go into the holy of holies and make atonement. And and now we as Christians have the privilege to go into it. and and that's where you know the the ark of the covenant and the mercy seat. it, it represented the throne room of God. And so now we can cool. come into his presence in the throne of grace in time of need. Very good okay. question. Yes. Sorry Thank we you. run out of time. You bet. Okay. God bless you. Thank you. God Thanks for you. calling all the way from Washington. Hey, Thank good questions. God, God bless you guys. I'll be back tomorrow at this same time. Hope you can join us for Calvary Live. Have a great evening.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live.